Wow, that's a novel approach to it. Yeah, you have to be agile and you gotta be on it. Can't be holding on to old stuff. Well, I hear you on that. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Come on over to the flip as we get into it on, yes, our six-month anniversary of doing these daily, woohoo, episode number 183, and we're going to be talking about old minds need not apply. I am going to see you on the flip. Do you have an old mind? I mean, it's full of cobwebs. It's so inflexible that it's brittle. When you walk and talk, it creaks. Maybe you don't know, but nine times out of 10, if you count yourself as an expert or even proficient in a certain skill set and you feel like, hmm, I'm too good to continue to learn or I don't need to update my skills or whatever it might be that makes you rest in your laurels. I just came by to tell you that mm, you probably are a good candidate for having an old mind. Now, don't feel bad about it because we all have to realize our shortcomings and vulnerabilities in the system. And so today's Wisdom Smack is going to help us with that. And so let's get into old minds need not apply. Today is the six month uh, benchmark of me doing this podcast daily. And I want to take time before we get into uh, today's subject to thank everyone for your support. Thank everyone for the kind words, the great feedback, the financial support through um buying things uh, on Amazon through our link uh, for those kind people who have contributed to, let me make sure I get them all right, Patreon, Cash App, Venmo, and uh, uh, PayPal donations. So thank you, everyone. Appreciate this. We are going strong. We're continuing to grow, adding more listeners and followers every day. So to you. Let's continue to do this because wisdom is needed today. And because of that, I want to go back and I want to uh, remind you one of the credos of this particular podcast. And it comes from a wonderful um, person uh, that I have loved his his work, the, the great biologist and naturalist Edward Osborne Wilson, or as he's otherwise known, E.O. Wilson. And that is, when he said this, this was so true. It's, he says, we are drowning in information while starving for wisdom. The world henceforth will be run by synthesizers, people able to put together the right information at the right time, think critically about it, and make important choices wisely. So having said that, that is why we do this, because we don't want to be starving for wisdom. And we gladly appeal to wisdom to continue to help us as we go along our way. So let's get into what it means to have an old mind, but even with that, how to get the right kind of mind. Now, you might be saying, oh, you want me to have a young mind? Not necessarily. Because a young mind has its fallbacks as well. 
Well, instead, what I want us to strive for and to uh, expect is to have a flexible and adaptable and malleable mind. And what that means is, is do not hold on to past wins, past experience that makes you feel that you are superior to anything, or even holding on to assurances of your proficiency in something. I have been, and you guys know this if you've been listening for a while, but I have been enthralled in um, a lot of military strategy. And especially uh, some of the Asian strategies. I have not read the book in its totality, but The Five Rings, oh my gosh, that is such a good book. And talking about uh, ancient Japanese sword uh, play uh, strategy and those types of things. And one of the things that has stood out for me is not the proficiency in the action of uh, warfare, of fighting, but in the agility and the novelty of the approach of thinking that goes behind it. There is um, a lot to be learned by getting out of the rut of, of falling back on what is tied to what is tried, tested, and true. And one of the takeaways that I have as I'm working through this work and some others is how the proficient strategists, and I will dare to say that because they tend to do this all the time, is that the proficient strategist always wants to keep him or herself or they self in a state of uncomfortableness meaning that they never rest on their laurels, that they are always willing to try something that is untested and building a repository of things that, yes, they can go through and pull from a repertoire, but for the most part, they behave in a way that we would now call guerrilla warfare. You see, not having an old mind means that you are flexible, agile, adaptable, and always moving. This is what I gravitate to when I I, uh, hear, not hear, excuse me, when I read um, and envision how these scenes and sequences play out as the masters are laying out what has happened in the strategy that made it so well. Uh, There is one where they talk about a famous samurai who uh, was renowned and he would challenge the best of the best. And what he would do is just when you thought you knew what to expect, he would change it up. Uh, There is... um, a a time where uh, he was known for being extremely late to a show off, I mean, uh, to a showdown. And so uh, someone he had challenged, they decided they were going to get there early and try to set up an ambush him where they brought a group of people. Little did they know that he had come even earlier and was already uh, in position watching everything they did. And when they were settled in, he attacked. And before they could form their formation, he killed the leader and then gutted the rest of the guys who were in a somewhat broken line. And he just went straight down the line, running fast with his sword and just killed them all. I know it's gory, but... um, 
I just wanted to say that the agility of his mind, and then they talk about other exploits, and each one was different to the point where I was reading, I was like, I don't know why he's doing this. <laughs> they talked about one time he he rode in lazily on a boat, and he only had an oar, no sword, and then <laughs> just all of these different things where he always kept people uh, off kilter. Yeah, off kilter. And so having this flexible mind also brings me to this, and this is that I want us to be mindful that no matter how much we know, we should always, in wisdom, come to something with a beginner's mind. In um, his book, The 33 Strategies of War, you know, this is one of my favorite guys. And actually, I like that because it was in this book that I learned about the five rings. <laughs> so he makes um, reference to the five rings, uh, Sun Tzu's Art of War, and a lot of the others that I, I'm i engrossed in as well, um, Robert Greene does. And so in uh, the 33 Strategies of War, he also talks about uh, this, but he talks about it in the way of military strategy of it being presence of mind. And he talks about how to have this presence of mind is to be able to think with motility and speed and immediacy to help provide the intellect that and the insight that you need when something is happening. And the thing that I meditated on when I was going through this section was that he said that having presence of mind comes from learning to endure during extreme suffering, turmoil, pain, and adversity. And that only when you are able to go through those things and learn the gifts that they give during those times of dire um uh, dire circumstances, extreme pain, um, and clouded vision because of fear, will you start to settle in on presence of mind? Like I said before, going back uh, to some of the other strategies that I have been looking at, presence of mind does not extrapolate or separate you from fear. Instead, presence of mind helps you to act despite fear, despite pain, and despite um, things not going uh, as they should. I love how going through this work, it seems so counterintuitive to what everyone um, thinks is the path to glory, to success today. Um, and I like it, not because I'm a contrarian, although I, I am, but because what it does is it shows that there is truly nothing new under the sun and that trends come and go. And it also shows that when we are willing and able to be the same, whether we are succeeding or failing, that our outcomes usually turn out well. So. When I talk about old minds need not apply, I'm talking about the fact that you have to be willing to change with whatever comes your way. I have to be willing to change with whatever comes my way as well, because we're in this together. So 
now that we've got that established, let's get into the good good of this. So how to be flexible, how to have a beginner's mind, why to have these things. And I'm going to say this. The reason why we want to have this in today's world is because our trends are speeding up. Uh, what is required is speeding up. What is uh, usual and customary has a shortened time span. Don't believe me? Look at one of the greatest indicators of what happens. So bear with me for a moment. I'm going to go off script a little here. But one of the indicators of what type of trend, what season we're in, is to look at the fashion of the day. Whenever someone wants to go back and show you what was happening for this century or for this decade or for this year, one of the first things they will do is get a visible or a visual representation. And a lot of times that representation will be the fashion of the day, the clothing, the culturalness of, of the music and those types of things. And so that is how we look at what's in season, what's trending, because it is a reflection of how we feel. So let me just say this. Today, we are in the, the fastest moving uh, fashion uh, that we've known in, I, I, I don't even want to say, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to say to this point, it's never moved this fast. Case of point, instead of having traditional seasons like a, a fall, winter, spring and summer season, when you go to the stores, if you know how to read the SKU numbers, I mean, I have a family member who knows how to do all this stuff. But if you read the SKU numbers, instead of the seasons being every three to four months, now the seasons are, guess what? Every week. So instead of having four seasons, they now have 52 seasons. And because of that, the... Uh, the quality of the work does not need to be as um, stringent, meaning that they are making disposable uh, wear. The, um, yeah, <laughs> because it's better to be able to sell things at a lower cost but get it bought frequently than it is to sell something at a higher cost and get it bought, uh, purchased infrequently. But that's neither here nor there. What that is indicative of is our need to be flexible, agile, and fluid in how we are moving. I was watching a person the other evening, and they were talking about uh, something else. And that was they were talking about how many variations and degrees there are of titles for sexuality. And they were lamenting that this is just too much. And I was watching it, not in judgment, just in curiosity. And it hit me that this is indicative of our times, that if you are not able to uh, quickly adapt, quickly adjust, have a good presence of mind to think in the immediacy and to think with the uh, flexibility of taking what is given and not living on the um, the visions of what you think life should be, you're going to do very well. Um, in other podcasts, I talked about uh, the uh, adaptability quotient. Yeah, 
And the adaptability quotient is supposedly the new IQ. This is what they are projecting will be the biggest indicator of those who have sustainable employment and those who are able to rise to the occasion and rise to the top of being leaders in our society. And what the adaptability quotient measures is this very thing that I'm talking about. It measures mental agility, presence of mind, having a beginner's mind. It measures how fast you're able to move. And it's, we have so many, so many examples of how to do this all around us. So think about this. If you look at um, how fast our our culture is moving and um, even n- not just the the clothing, but the sayings, you know, the colloquial sayings and slangs and things. Also, look at the approaches that are happening in um, commerce, in uh, what is expected in society. And it's not where you can like hang out and and get to know something. (laughs) You've got to be okay with barely knowing something before it's time to move on. And so that is another thing that comes with the beginner's mind. A beginner's mind has to be okay with whether you have time and, and the time to get experience and knowledge of something on a deep level or if you need to know it on a sophomoric or a surface level and move on. The only thing that having this flexible, adaptable mind requires of us is that we know ourselves to a radical truth, meaning that we're able to go down to our bone and understand ourselves and how we tend to um, approach something, how we tend to learn what we have learned, what we know, and what we do. And the reason why we have to do that is because those are the things we take individually to work on to help us remain flexible, remain agile, and remain able to have a presence of mind no matter what comes our way. And this has nothing to do with the physical age. It really has nothing to do with, quote unquote, what generation you're assigned to or it or what is expected of you by your tribe, your group. Uh, dynamic, or even your gender. What is required today is that you remain supple. You remain malleable. And when I say malleable, I am not talking about um, easily influenced. We're going to be talking about influence here in um, a little bit. But what I am talking about is having the ability to imagine that you know nothing to allow yourself to keep learning. And if you look at the definition, the truest sense of the definition of mastery, that's what's really being required of us today. We are being required to become masters of change. Um, That's going to be uh, what we talk about in uh, upcoming um, podcasts. But I wanted to make sure that I, I talked to you about how to have this flexible mind, this beginner's mind, because masters of change is, I think, one of the most uh, advanced things 
that is required. If you look at the histories of um, our Western predecessors, uh, whether it was the pre-Socratic or or then the philosophers and then the post-Socratics, and you look at Stoicism and you look at um, uh, then moving into the uh, Romantic period and then moving into like a post-Nihilistic period, you know what? Let me just say it like this. If you look at the different movements of thought over time, I really, in my humble opinion, believe that they have built us for such a time as now. And that time that I talk about with now requires us to have this ability to be flexible in our mind because we are now being required to hold and deal with so much information that we are moving towards being a society that has been the most integrated with technology that we have known in our time. Uh, They are projecting that now it will become just common everyday occurrence for us to be integrated with technology in some form or fashion. We already have wearable tech where our watches do more than the computers that sent um, vessels outside of our space into uh, to, to the moon and others. <laughs> we actually, when you think about it, we actually have uh, bent our minds and our reality to be okay with immerse, immersing ourselves into alternate realities with uh, virtual realities and those types of things. We currently bend our expectations of what we're able to do by allowing ourselves to be flexible, see, to be flexible with what is needed for what the times call for. Remember what E.O. E. O. Wilson says? We're going to be so inundated with information that we will need to hang on to wisdom. And what wisdom does is wisdom helps us to take the information, turn it into a useful knowledge, and then gives us different understandings and abilities to understand the knowledge and apply it for whatever is required. So, Beginner's mind. So the beginner's mind is that mind that I think is best illustrated by Socrates. Socrates and his Socratic method, famous for interrogation styles, but also for exploring and understanding a thing to its smallest components, was great at coming to someone and erasing, eradicating, doing away with everything that he thought he knew of a person. And thus his questions of how he would question uh, the person, he was not presuming that he knew more. He was actually coming with a beginner's mind. A little while ago, I talked about a book uh, by Charles Carsey called um, Finite and Infinite Gains. And the book is it's kind of some heavy reading, but it uh, it shows us um, a bigger playing field. It expands 
expands what we do. And he boils down our activities of everything we do into these two types of games. And one is called the finite game. And quickly, the finite game means that there are a set of rules, that there is a goal in mind, and that there is a clearly defined way to tell who wins. And the only way you can play a finite game is if you agree to it. Okay. And so the games that people play for the most part fall into the finite game um, stratosphere. But then he talks about the infinite game. And the infinite game is the game whose purpose is to extend gameplay for as long as possible. It does not have a goal of winning. To keep it going is to win. And thus, the biggest equation for the infinite game is to live or life. And we want to extend life for as long as possible. And so in my humble opinion of having this flexible mind and that it is what is required in today's world, I see us moving from everyone trying to play a succession of infinite games to moving into the arena of the, um, excuse me, a succession of finite games to moving into the arena of infinite games, meaning that you are infinitely able to adjust and to reset and to rethink and to begin again, never getting to a point of quote unquote winning or um, achieving some kind of um, level of expertise, but that now just like life, we live a succession of games that we try to extend for the longest amount of time. And so we're getting to the point, I believe, where to have an old mind means that you are stuck in wanting to win. And what is required now is to have a flexible mind where you are your goal is to keep playing for as long as possible. Understanding that this truly is a marathon and it is not, there is there, there might not ever be a finish line to it and you have to be okay with that. And I know that it might sound like, oh, okay, that's not fun, but it can be. And the reason why it can be is because of how we are uh, wired. I don't have time to get into neuroplasticity today, but there are many, many new um, uh, papers that are coming out that are going and delving further into why is it that even though we might be aging, our minds are becoming even more able and capable of forming new synapses of, and that's where we get the word plastic from, meaning malleable. Why is it that those people that continue to learn and do new things um, and learn new things are becoming the people who have uh, the best chance of survival, no matter their age group? And it is because in these times, we are needing that kind of mind. You know, we need the kind of mind that is used to having a new season of fashion weekly. We need the new mind who is able to understand that you might have 50 jobs in your lifetime. We need the new mind that needs to understand that you can never Never rest on any kind of laurel, any kind of win, because you're only as good as what you do today. 
you know, we know the famous sayings about yesterday and tomorrow and what we really only have really is today. And so it comes into that philosophical conundrum of how to die daily. And that's what I, I want us to embrace, that to have a mind needful for today, not only do we have to be flexible, adaptable, and have the agility to move quickly, not only do we need to have this great presence of mind that is forged through uncomfortable situations of suffering, of endurance through pain and uh, blight, but you also need to remember to hold on to the fact that each day you are a new person and you get a new extension of mercy. Any day that you wake up and you're able to breathe, whether, you know, assistant or not, but you're able to breathe, that means that you've been granted permission to to live. And it comes down to dying daily to the self you were yesterday so that you can be the person you need to be today. And when we're able to do that, that means that not only will we be able to keep up with the times, but we will be able to grow without the limits and the tentacles of who we used to be. It will move us out of the needs to swing back and forth between conservative and liberal views of our life. And it will help us to be able to actually have an understanding of who we are, of being able to gain knowledge about ourselves that is unbiased and to be able to push ourselves to new boundaries, new uh, frontiers, and new ways. And because that is what's going to be required. We are moving faster and we are moving. And so that means that with this mind that is required, we have to be willing to stay moving. I know we've covered a lot today. I'm so excited that We have made it to this point. And I just want to remind you that today is a brand new day. You need to die to what happened yesterday and understand that just by saying or thinking or knowing that you are new, that you are flexible, that you begin today, it gives you an opportunity to become that agile thinker. It helps you to become a great strategist. It helps you to embrace guerrilla thinking, which is all about moving and reacting to the new challenge, not by what you used to do, but what by what is required in the now. And so with that being said, guess what? Yes, it my time is up. Thank you for yours. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.